After a couple of weeks off, Negative Niece, Gavin, are back with you for the Section YY8 podcast, Negative Niece, coming to you from the Section YY8 studios. Gavin, coming to you from his new home studio. Uh, is your cat with you tonight, Gavin? Oh, yeah. Good deal. Glad to have... What's your cat's name? I don't think I've ever called it. Lulu. Lulu. Glad to have Lulu with us. Yep. Special, special guest host. Oh, yeah. Always. Always. Lurking. Um, if you can tell, I know Gavin caught it pretty early on when we logged on. Old negative niece is under the weather again. I've got I don't know if I've got allergies or a cold or what, but I have sneezed the last two days like three thousand times. Three thousand and sixty-nine times. Nice. So not nice, but nice. Not nice, but not. But uh if you hear me go silent for uh, different time periods during the show this week i'm probably sneezing my head off and gavin will carry the show i'll try to carry the show like niece carries the show when i have a bathroom break right in the middle of it so (laughs) that is true you uh do go potty quite a bit oh yeah all the time um so uh, apologize for not being able to record a show last week Uh, gavin and i were tied up doing some community service um it was tweeting about it to big montana and a couple other followers the other night but we're back community service is over for the year so we're back to talk some ut hoops um no football news as of right now ut baseball's back major league baseball not back and uh something else that's back biden gaffes of course gotta have those and i told gavin anytime the guy opens his mouth, there's a gaffe about to come. That's a fact. So um I guess let's just get right into it, Gavin. Uh, well, let me let me let me start over. Instead of the show, I tried to host. Have you been on Twitter and seen these things called spaces? Yes, I've been on there and I've seen I've been in a couple for about half of a second. I didn't really enjoy it. Um but I did see that you were going. I just couldn't go at that point. Uh, so I've been in a couple. I accidentally – so I usually try to listen. It's kind of like Basilio does after the game. He'll have his show. Yeah. Um, Russell Smith has has a pretty good one, voluntary the reaction, the drive there after, after every game, like immediately after the game's right. over with. Um, so I thought last night um, I was eating supper – Got home, only saw the second half of the Tennessee-Georgia game. As soon as it was over, I was kind of cleaning up, and I said, I'm going to go do a space. I've been wanting to do one. The timing's never worked out. I said, I'm at home. I have nothing else to do. Let's do it. So I wasn't expecting people to just, like, flood the room right out of the gate. Right. I kept sitting there waiting, waiting. Nick Bernard joined, and then he left. Said I'll be <laughs> back. He said, I'll be back later. Oh, so I'm sad. still sitting there. It's dead air. I, it's 10 minutes in. Uh, I, I'm sending it to everybody. Text messages, uh-huh. uh, DMs, like nobody. 
And I was like, so I just start talking about the 13, 14 minute mark. And I talked for like six minutes. There's literally no one in the space. So if I don't go to the game Saturday, uh-huh. we'll try to have one after the game Saturday. Um, I don't know I think where you I'm, should do it regardless. Walking even if I'm at car. the game. <laughs> yeah. Walking to your car. I want to hear the breath of you walking to your car. It is true. I could take my earbuds with me, pop them in, and just have a space walking to the car. Nobody will join, but. Hey, you might ask some people while you're there and get the live reaction. Yeah. I tell you what, uh, two weeks ago, I went to a work meeting for a couple of days up in Pigeon Forge, and there mm-hmm. were people asking about the podcast. So I don't know if they listen or not, but nice. they were wanting to be on the show. And uh, I think some of them do listen occasionally, but uh, I don't know. We'll try that space again Saturday or maybe um, coming up in the SEC tournament one day. I think it's a better option than trying to get on podbean.com and go live, isn't it, Gavin? That's a fact. That's a God, fact. What a, what a disaster that is. It's about the like this administration. But. I was about to say, does Biden own or operate podbean.com? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's seriously like – It's rough. It, it was so bad the last time you and I tried one. You couldn't log in, and then you would log in, and I couldn't hear you. And then you said I sounded like a robot. You sounded like a robot. And then the – like you could hear me, but you – I couldn't – I just I don't understand. We did it two different times. Maybe I need to call Podbean about it since they're hosting for now. Um, but maybe I need to call him. Like the first two times we did that, it was we had a live show. It was great. Yeah, it went real really well. We, we had, had like, call-ins. Yeah, yeah we had like we 15, had... 20 people, which I know that's not a lot, but back then it, to us it was because we'd never done that before. But yeah, it uh, we're working. I promise you, we're working on trying to get live options. It's not happening right now, but hopefully uh, we can do a space on Saturday, and hopefully you all listening. I'll send out a, a precursor like, hey, you're getting ready to do this. Hop on. I think once we get it going, it'll be good. But I was going to say, I accidentally got in one the other night. And I didn't know what it was. I just clicked on it to see. And I'm going to be honest, it was very weird. And one of our followers must have been in there or something. And he gave us a shout out. But there was like eight people in the space. Nice. And uh, I don't even remember what it was about. And right, right when he was giving us a shout out, I hit end because I didn't know he was doing it. I don't <laughs> know this guy. I don't know who the guy is. But uh, now there are some strange spaces pop up on my Twitter if I log in, especially after ten o'clock. So if you're ever uh, looking for something to do after uh, ten o'clock and you want to hear something weird, go check out some of those places on uh, social media. That's hilarious. All right, I can get recommended for all of them, too. It's so great. Well, that's just typical. Um, all right, Gavin, since we recorded last, the Vols, 3-0. 3-0, baby. Wins over the tougher breed, Missouri Tigers. Joke. Uh, uh, went over Auburn and a win over Georgia earlier this week. Gavin, the curse hasn't been broken. Has my curse, my Auburn curse, been broken? You didn't go to the game, so I don't know if it's been broken, but I, you did get to witness it. It finally happened, so I guess so. 
so that night I had uh, to announce the Carter game. They were in the region quarterfinals versus Anderson County. And I'm in my living room watching it because I've got to go as soon as the game's over. I got to get to the high school. Mm-hmm. Tennessee's playing at four. This game's at seven. So, you know, a college basketball game never ends in two hours. Very rarely, if ever. Rarely. And, of course, the last five minutes of the game took 20, 25 minutes. So, I'm That's right. I'm pacing back and forth anyways because I'm like – I'm ready to walk out the door as soon as the game's over. So, I'm in the living room by myself screaming at the TV, pacing back and forth. I haven't been that on edge about a basketball game probably since that Kentucky-Tennessee SEC tournament game. In the semifinals. Uh, the semifinals. Uh, three years ago, I would say some of the others were probably the Purdue game that year. Uh, the Iowa game, I probably wasn't on the edge as much, except there at the end because we about gagged and blew it. But um, I would say Fine. that it was as on edge. Like I, I couldn't like I was so wound up all night, and mm-hmm. I called my cousin and I just started screaming. I mean, she had been at bars hanging out. They were having Mardi Gras parties with her sorority. And I just called and let her have it. And she responded with F U, F U, F U, and hung up. It's funny. I would play it on here, but I'd have to change the rating. So, eh. but it's Not okay. Much. I'll share it with my friends sometime. But uh, so Tennessee, three and oh, they're now 13 and four in the conference, 22, seven, 22 and seven overall. Um, thoughts on these last couple weeks, these last three games since we've recorded last? Uh, I you called the Auburn win. Uh, hats off to you for that. Let's um, let's play. Let's let's go back real quick and let's play that clip. Why don't we? And I'm going to go out on a limb and say we beat Auburn in Thompson Bowling Arena. I I I'm gonna I, I maybe I'm the Swami now, Gavin. Boom. You figured it out. No, I just felt like Tennessee, everything was working for us going into that game. It was a home game. Home teams have been really good around, not just in the SEC, but around the country this year. Um, Tennessee's playing pretty good basketball right now. Auburn's been a little shaky the last couple weeks. And I just felt like Tennessee, of course, we were favored. We're favored in every our last seven games were favored. We're favored against Arkansas this Saturday coming up, but I just feel like Tennessee had a lot of stuff going for him. Yeah. Um, I'm, I think we, they're at the end of the game. I thought we were trying to give it away. Um, yeah. Uh, that four point play about gave me a heart attack. Um, it, yeah, that was, and, and you, you know, you've watched enough Bruce Pearl basketball, Bruce, Bruce's teams always, make it difficult on you to get the ball inbounds. And they were doing that to Tennessee, but Tennessee had trouble with it again against Georgia the other night or on Tuesday night. Um, They got to clean that up going forward. I think we – a couple couple of times when we got – we gave Fulke the ball uh, to inbound it, and then he would just facilitate it to get past half court. I felt like that was the way we were having the most success. Um. I don't know what other ways we were trying to do. I, um, they struggled when they had uh, Brian very, Huntley Hatfield trying to throw the ball in. He throws it at their confusing. feet. Uh, well, even Chandler struck. Chandler threw one to Vescovi, and Vescovi was having to 
like he was trying to get two feet inbounds on the sideline trying to catch it, and he, he got two feet in, but he forgot to catch the basketball. Vescovi also got dunked on. Uh, yes, against Georgia, he did. Rona. That was awful. Uh, Brutal. But we won, so <laughs> it was brutal, though. It was a horrific dunk. Mm-hmm. Um, Auburn, uh, it was just – when we got down 11, we were down 11 in the second half. I just – I've – it was the time to shut the book, uh, pull the curtain, you know. It's that time, and we didn't. It was uh, hats off to this team for doing that. Um, free throws, we did really well. Um, some people want to point out that we uh, didn't do that great down the stretch. Uh, you ended the game 21 of 27. I mean, that's still and, – And three of those misses really were by – Three of those misses were by Kennedy Chandler. Like one player, yeah. I I can understand the point that is trying to be made, but maybe it's not that big of a deal at this moment. So I don't know. Um, it's just it's, La- so I'm trying to find this. Like last night, we were against Georgia. We were 13 of 15, 86 percent. They were 21 of 27 against. Auburn, correct? 21 27, yeah. I'm trying to find – I had found this the other day. What is it? Uh, it was college basketball statistics on free throw shooting uh, by team. Oh, yeah. And Tennessee yeah, yeah. was in the hundreds. Uh, 150 – I'm trying to find it here. Right now we're sitting at a crisp uh, 72% for the team. So that's that's all I know. Um, Chandler, I would say he misses most of the ones for the guards. Um, and if if you were putting big men on the stripe, then I don't know why we're looking to have success. Big men don't shoot the ball that great. It's not that uncommon for big men to miss free throws. Right. Um, so, but if we're looking at guards, it's it's. A lot of it, I feel, is uh, Chandler. And they seem to come at very important times. Yeah, you're right. Um, um, I'm I scrolling. think he shoots 63% as a point guard. Um, that's not that, – that's not good. So, Tennessee is, uh, seven, as a team, 72%. That's almost three out of four. Um Let's see. The last three games, Tennessee is – I've lost them here – 80.3%. And, of course, the last game we said they were 86%. Uh, here's some interesting splits. At home, Tennessee is 71%, and on the road, they're 72%. And in 20 – let's see. This was 2020. 21 season, Tennessee shot 74%. So, we're right about where we were in years past. But I think it's – you're right. It's uh, – Chandler just misses them at bad times. I mean, I think they need to try to get Vescovi the ball more there at the end of the game. Even Fulkerson, he usually comes up pretty clutch. Josiah Jordan-James made some last night. But I think overall, that's not something I'm really that concerned with with Tennessee – so they they rank 163 in the country. 
Um, I understand why you're shooting free throws because teams want to put him on the line, and he's the guy you want to you want to have the ball. I, uh, yes, he's he's the quickest dude. He can go coast to coast if he catches a break or something. He he finds the open guy. I mean, it makes sense, but he's just struggling. And uh, what? Oh, I was gonna say, did you see the video of Georgia coach Tom Crean after mm-hmm. the game last night? talking to Kennedy Chandler about his free throw mechanics. Yeah. I thought that was pretty interesting. That guy's probably getting Canned. the axe anyway. So he's like, um, he probably saw, I mean, there is Rick Barnes has said they've been working with him on some stuff and they've noticed some mechanical things. He kind of fades away, kind of leans a little bit when he shoots and mm-hmm. there's really no excuse for somebody his uh, of his caliber shooting 63 64 percent from the line i was looking at so there's 358 teams in division one college basketball sam Mm -hmm. houston state is number 358 free throw shooting team 59.6 percent yikes that's That's terrible the number one team in the country is villanova 82.8 percent so tennessee's about 10 10 percentage points lower than uh, Villanova from the free throw line. Um, I'm trying to look to see if there's any – I mean, just in the top ten, there's no – here's the top ten. Villanova, Portland, Incarnate Word, Miami, Ohio, Missouri State, Hofstra, Montana, Charlotte, Northern Iowa, and Oakland. There is no power five – teams in the top 10 free throw shooting except for Villanova. Um, I'm just looking at this list right here. Number 12, Virginia Military. I didn't even know that was a school. I'd be interested to see of those teams. They don't even really have to be power teams. Uh, How many of them are going to the tournament? I think that's the stat. Yeah, that's an interesting question. You know, Northern Iowa is usually in that mix. Right. Oakland's been there before. It sounds uh, like some of those teams like win their conference, you know. They, Colorado, they Colorado State's 11. They're on the bubble right now, I think. Um, here at number 34 is a team that stands out, St. Mary's. They're going to the tournament. North Ca- Gonzaga. Yeah, North Carolina, 27th. They're shooting 76%. I mean, all these teams, I mean, you go 10, 15 spots, and they're within 1, one or 2% of each other. Um, I still have yet to find an SEC team in this mess, and I'm down to 50, which is uh, interesting. So I was trying to see who the top rated. Here's Arkansas at 79. Number 79, they shoot 74.8% from the free throw line. So um, that's not something I'm real concerned about. Could it come back to haunt Tennessee? Uh, maybe. I mean, it could come back to haunt any team, to be honest. The thing I'm more concerned with that I've seen over the past couple games in the game sequences with uh, turning the ball over, having trouble getting the ball inbounds, and turnovers I thought have been up just a little the past couple games. Of course, they're playing Auburn a couple weeks or last Saturday. They're in a they're a top ten. They're an elite defense. You're going to turn the ball over against them. Um, Tennessee against Georgia had 12 turnovers. That's they averaged 12 a game against Auburn. I believe they had 18, which is too many. 
And uh, that's something I think they got to clean up um, heading into, obviously, the Arkansas game this weekend and uh, the SEC tournament and NCAA tournament coming up. Yeah. Um, it's 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 getting down to the nitty-gritty. Um, got Arkansas coming up. I think we're going to run them out of the gym. And then tournament time. Uh, no, I have no way of knowing what team's going to be what, who's going to be good, uh, for tournament time because everybody's good at home and everybody stinks on the road. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, uh, it's every team, uh, there was what seven or was it six or seven top 10 teams lost last Saturday, six. and all six of them were on the road. Yeah. I mean, it's just college basketball is tough at home. I mean, when you go on the road, um, Tennessee has really not beat anybody good on the road, I guess you might say. I I don't think that's a reach. They beat Missouri. They beat Georgia, Vanderbilt, South Carolina. Um, Where else have they been in the conference, Gavin? I'm trying to – you know, they Um, lost at at Kentucky, at Arkansas. Um, At Bama. They won at Mississippi State. Lost at LSU. Lost at LSU and Bama, and then they've lost at Texas. So obviously undefeated at home. So all their losses have been have been on the road or at neutral sites. But yeah, I think that's a that's why March is such a wild card right now. Even the SEC tournament coming up, you'd look, there's probably five teams that have a legit chance to win the conference championship. Maybe I'd say four to five. I would throw Bama in there. I don't think LSU or uh, – I hesitate to even put Bama in there. They're so streaky. But I think they they have shown that they can beat some of these teams. But you've got Auburn, Tennessee, Arkansas, Kentucky, legit SEC championship contenders. Right. Any one of those teams could still win the regular season this weekend. Uh, right. Tennessee still has a, a shot. Depends on what Art Auburn does uh, Wednesday night and what they do this weekend. But uh, still a lot to play for this weekend. But that, it's going to make March so unpredictable because all these teams are winning at home. The road win percentage isn't great. No. How are teams going to react when they get on a neutral court? That's It's a wild card, not just for Tennessee, but for everybody. Yeah. Uh, it's it's uh, It's – it's gonna be great. Um, the best time I, of year. Yeah, March is a truly great time. Planning year. a big show next week, having hopefully Big Montana on to talk conference tournaments. It's it's literally my favorite week. I, I love the NCAA tournament. Don't get me wrong; that Thursday and Friday is so awesome. But I've got a, this tradition where I usually take off either Thursday or Friday of conference championship week and just watch basketball all start Friday at noon, watch basketball up until like midnight and then turn around and do it again on Saturday and then turn around, watch basketball after what come on at like 12, one o'clock and watch basketball. And then the selection show comes on at six, seven o'clock and watch that for a couple hours is literally that selection Sunday is my favorite day of the year. It's a, I I love I love tournament basketball. It's, it's fun. It's did you love the tournament we worked last week? No, no, <laughs> I did not. It was awful. It was atrocious. If you ever see us, ask about it. Ask us about it. It was bad. 
It was horrible. It was not March Madness. A it was madness. Jump balls in a game. It's ridiculous. Um, the Auburn win, Gavin. Do you think was that? I hesitate to call that the biggest win of the Rick Barnes era, but that's got to be up in the top five, right? Uh, I think so. I think it was in the top five. Um, that Kentucky semifinal, I think, is probably probably his best. That's probably. Oregon I think that Zaga. Kentucky that Kentucky game at home that year too was pretty big. When they were, I think we were sixth and they were fourth, something like that, or seven and four. We ended up beating them by twenty. Uh, that was a pretty yeah. big one. That's when Bowden had the the alley oop from Grant Williams from half court. Mm. The Gonzaga win was huge. Gonzaga win was huge. Um, trying to think. Of There's been a couple ones. Kentucky wins they, up there. Kentucky up there, yeah. I mean, Kentucky up there is always a big win. Back to the mines, baby. Hard to steal the person's coal in their own crib. <laughs> Did you see the video I posted on? Twitter the other day, and I said it's it's it was March first, and I said it's what it's March. Welcome to March, and it was a video from it. I don't remember what year this was. It was when North Carolina and Kentucky played in the Elite Eight. Kentucky hits a shot to go ahead, like just a few seconds left. North Carolina comes back down. Who was the white guy that played for them a couple years ago? Number thirty-two that could shoot from he play inside and out. North Carolina, and he hits a jumper to win it. But they show Kentucky fans at like a bar or restaurant. Kentucky scores. They're going nuts. They're hugging each other. Carolina goes back down, hits the shot. They're like people are laying on the floor. They've collapsed. Yeah. Just outstanding. I don't know why it wasn't nominated for an Emmy. Is that Tyler Hand or Har? It's not Hansborough. Hansborough. I'm going to have to look that up while we're uh, doing this show here. Hmm. Um, I don't even remember what year it was. I don't either, but I love their tears. I love sadness of their kind. It's so great. Luke Mays. Luke May. Luke May. They're cut from the same cloth. Uh, UNC defeats Kentucky 75-73 on a last-second shot from Luke May. The Tar Heels advanced to the final four. That was 2017. Mm. You can watch the whole game on YouTube, it says. March Madness Classic. Just watch the end. It's the greatest part. Just watch the end when Kentucky loses. Um, So, Tennessee versus Arkansas this weekend, Gavin. Huge matchup in Thompson Bowling Arena. Uh, As of right now, I will not be there. Uh, It's sold out. I tried to get on Sunday afternoon and buy tickets and did not know it was sold out. So. Uh Probably a good thing for the Vols that I won't be there earlier, or I guess it was four days ago now. Conley Underwood, listener to the show, yeah. tweeted that the UT Athletic Department has announced a ban on negative knees attending home sporting events for the rest yes. of the academic year. Good. This ban will be reevaluated over the summer break and it could be extended. Yeah. He will be provided passes to Sunday's baseball game this past Sunday. So Iona can stay within three touchdowns of the Vols. Facts which was a bloodbath, which we'll talk about in a minute. But uh, Tennessee, Arkansas, Gavin, what do you got for us this weekend? That's a W. It's in our crib. They beat us up. Revenge game. We got this. It's a W. I, I, I mean, it's hard to pick against Tennessee at home. And 
ESPN's matchup predictor has us at 82.7% chance to win. We were just at 92% last night against Georgia. Mm -hmm. I don't understand that whole thing, but it's been right so far. I told you guys about three weeks ago, our last seven games, we were favored to win, and the only one we've lost is at Arkansas, and that was a toss-up on the BPI. It was like 51%, something like that. So it was literally 50-50 chance to win that game. Yeah, um, man, I, I'm I'm getting excited for March. It's it's getting the tournament time. It's I'm ready. I'm ready. It um and this this uh, Saturday's game too. It's not only Tennessee's last game of the regular season, last home game of the year. So that means John Fulkerson's second Seven. senior night <laughs> at Thompson Bowling Arena. You remember last year. Uh-huh. I was actually at that game. He was very emotional uh, pregame. After the game, he was very emotional and crying and going. There's a lot of emotions. I don't. I think at that point he was not coming back. And then the injury happened against Florida in the SEC tournament. The uh, assault. It was and assault. He decided to come back, which and I'm glad he has. He didn't stand up for the guy. Yeah, disgrace. and just a total and utter disgrace. But uh, Fulkerson's had an up-and-down year, but here recently he seems like he's coming back in his own. He had 12 points last night, but this will be John Fulkerson's last game in Thompson Bowling Arena. It's crazy. Um, he's been here since Rick Barnes got here, it feels like. <laughs> Almost. Wild. I mean, literally, he, I think Tom Hart last night against, the George, against Georgia on that broadcast called him the 17th-year senior. Yeah. And it sure feels uh, like it. Yeah. He's been here a long time. But literally, uh, you think about it, he's him, he, he's the only guy that Tennessee could lose from this basketball team. Everybody else is eligible to come back. Kennedy Chandler's probably not coming back. There you go. He could. Josiah Jordan James isn't going anywhere. Piscovi, Huntley Hatfield, Euros, they're not getting drafted. I cannot Scobie see. just got baptized. My Rona. I can't get that image out of my head. Woo. Yeah, if you uh, have not seen that, go back and look it up. Um, Adu's not going anywhere. Ziggler not going that's anywhere. A that is a Vescovy. Yeah. Um, um, I mean, Powell and Bailey Jr. I mean, Bailey Jr. might transfer and go somewhere else, but, I mean, that's not that big of a loss. But uh, I don't, like five minutes a game max. I mean, this whole team could come back next year. So, um, but Tennessee needs to find a way to capitalize. They're one of the best teams in the country right now. I I think they're a a fringe top ten team right now. I, they may not be top ten. There's there's a lot of arguments that they are, and the computers say that they are. I'm not ready to say that yet, but they're they're a very solid top fifteen team. But they're you know beat Arkansas Saturday, who's one of, if not the hottest team in the country, and you are a top-10 basketball team heading into conference tournament time. That's right. It's and time still, to go to the dance, baby. And still, wouldn't, and still wouldn't be a top, you know, one of the first two seeds. So, I mean, that's, that's how deep it is right now. But Tennessee solidly is a three right now, I think. Beat Arkansas Saturday – Win a couple, three games in the SEC tournament. Heck, they even go win the dang thing. Cut the and nets you, down. 
you might be looking at a two seed, but I'm focused on Arkansas. We can't look ahead to the SEC tournament just yet. We know Tennessee's going to have a couple days off once they get to the tournament. Since they're a top four seed, they locked that up with a win last Saturday against Auburn. So, uh, at worst, Tennessee's the four seed. They're looking to – they could be a four, three, two, or one. It just depends on what everything – how it goes down this weekend. Tennessee's 13 and four. Arkansas's 12 and four. As we're recording this, they're playing LSU. Auburn's 13 and three. They're playing Mississippi State, I think, tonight, Gavin. Um, and Kentucky won last night. So they're 13 and four. So it's a jumbled mess in the top four of the conference. Yeah. Uh, they're playing Auburn's playing Mississippi State. And then they got South Carolina at home. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's gonna be South, so, okay, I was listening to a college basketball podcast, and they weren't talking about the teams that, that are solidly in the tournament. Mm-hmm. And they were throwing some team names out of some teams that have kind of played their way into that conversation, and they brought up South Carolina. South Carolina's been a little sneaky. I don't know if you've noticed what their record is. They've won several games in a row. They're in like – I'm trying to pull the standings up very quickly. Like eighth place. They're in like place. seventh or eighth place, and I just don't feel like they're that good of a team, but they are nine and eight in the conference. They're 18 and 11 overall. I, I, They're a huge outside shot to get in, but that was a team. They were talking about teams that have kind of played their way. They're not even on the bubble at this point, but if they were to continue to win and make a deep run in the tournament, could they play themselves onto the bubble? depending on what other teams do. And South Carolina was a team out of the SEC that came up. I hadn't even th- – they're an afterthought to me right now. But 9-8, and eight, I was watching them earlier this year, and they looked awful. They looked absolutely awful. And they're 9-8. and eight. It's crazy. Texas A&M was a team that was full promise, and then now they nowhere near it. It's just wild. It's Didn't crazy. they lose like eight in a row? Of their last five, they've won one. It's wild. I mean, it's been bad. They they were because they, they started what four and five and zero, oh, and I was a little concerned heading into that game uh, when Tennessee played. But Tennessee, mm-hmm. you know, was able to handle them like they have pretty much everybody else um, in the conference this year. But uh, the SEC tournament is going to be wild next week. Uh, I'm I'm excited about it. A little nervous, but uh, Tennessee has every shot to go down to Tampa and win that thing. They could also get it. they could also get bounced in the first in the quarterfinals. Yeah, I want to win that thing so bad. Uh I want to be a part of some I want to be a part of it. I want to be you go to the dance for a reason and the whole reason is to take something home with you, man. I mean, god, I just need it. I That's need the it. one thing lacking in Big Montana and some others and I have gone back and forth about it, but that's just the one thing lacking from this program right now. Everything else is there. Recruiting mm-hmm. at a high level, winning at a pretty high level. We just haven't been able to bring home any hardware as of yet. And it's hard. We said this a few weeks ago. It is really hard to win a championship, whether it's a conference title or a national championship. Yeah. Um, it is extremely hard. And when you get a chance – it hurts when you don't do it. And Tennessee's had a couple opportunities over the last four years. They've lost in the semifinals last year. 
So they've been right there on the cusp, and this team has all the ingredients and all the weapons to be able to do it. We'll just have to see how things fall for them here over the next couple, three weeks. So I got tagged in a tweet. You want to talk about this? I got tagged in a tweet over a chant that I wouldn't have chanted. Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, I guess this I on tagged, Monday. I tagged you in it because I wanted to keep you involved or oh, in okay. the loop. I was about to say, there's no so, chance. I would have been back to the mines. That would have ended that. So Rick Rick Barnes, and he did this actually against in the Kentucky game too. He was skull, and I apologize, guys. My, I, my nose is running like crazy. I don't know if y'all can hear me or not, but I am struggling here. But I'm fighting through it for you guys. Um, uh, Rick Barnes kind of scolded the fans for chanting overrated, which I think is a stupid chant. I've always hated it. Mm-hmm. But they were chanting overrated against Kentucky, and then they chanted overrated against Auburn. They actually were chanting overrated against Auburn, and then we almost blew it. But uh, Rick Barnes made a good point that it demeans – the uh, quality of a victory of, of that victory, right? And it makes it not like you're saying they're overrated. Well, that win's not as good as what it should be, right? And he was on the sidelines yelling at the Tennessee fans during the Kentucky game. I don't know if you all saw the uh, they had him mocked up. I don't know what that segment was called, but they followed the team around at practice in a game. They had him mocked up, and he was scolding the fans from the bench and his assistant coach said, Hey, you just can't control them. They're going to do what they do. Uh, but it, it bothered him that they were demeaning. This is how Rick Barnes is. He wants to give credit where credit's due. So I tagged you and big Montana in it. A couple other followers got in it because big Montana was going the other way that Rick Barnes shouldn't have said anything to him because the fans pay money to come in. They're there cheering, but they gotta be smarter than that. Auburn's a, a national championship contender. They're not overrated. But when you look at who was doing the chant, it was that corner where the students sit. It was the student section, and three-quarters of them don't have a clue what they're talking about. So let them have fun. I'm not too concerned with it. I was just trying to get people going on Twitter. It ended up like I had to go put my phone on charge. Right. My phone was blowing up, but uh, – I just – I can't stand that. It's about as dumb as the I believe that we will win chant that people do. That's a soccer chant. That's stupid. It's There's no place for it in the civilized world. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's hilarious. Um, you even got me tweeting. You got me tweeting. I tweeted and, like three times. Gavin I, tweeted. I was on your side. I was on your no, side. I, and I appreciated out. it. I had to come out and tweet. It was it was crazy. It was a wild time, um, but it was great. It was great to interact. Yeah, uh, but it led to so many other things. It it yeah. got into talking about Rick Barnes. Uh, Big Montana was kind of ripping on Barnes for not standing up when he coaches. Yeah, um, and we'll talk. He'll be on next week, hopefully, and we'll talk to him more about why that. I'm going to try to explain to him why that doesn't matter, mm-hmm. um, whether you sit or stand when you coach. One 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 of our listeners, Landry, pointed out that he set, he stood up and sat down while he coached uh, his his nephew's youth basketball team, and he, he won a championship and lost one. So what does it matter? He did both. But, yeah, it was this good back and forth, good ribbon. 
all in good fun. We're all rooting for the Vols. We want to bring home as many wins as possible and bring home a title in the process. The greatest tweet was uh, Big Montana's. Some guys are just excited to be at the dance. Others want a glass of punch and go home. And I want the prom queen in the coat room. Next level. That is well, it was pretty good. I'll give him that one. That was amazing. It was so good. But see, that's like the overrated chant. I think Big Montana confuses that I'm just happy with getting to the tournament. I'm absolutely not happy with just getting to the tournament. Mm-hmm. I, I, I've said this a bunch on here. You can go back and find it. That when Rick Barnes came here, I wanted Tennessee to be a perennial NCAA tournament team, and he's absolutely made us that. Um, but he's got us – He's not got us as just a perennial tournament team now. I'm not saying every year we are, but three out of the last four years we've been contenders to make a deep run, and we've been a high seed in the NCAA tournament. Um, Well, three out of the last five. But um, I'm absolutely not happy with just getting there, but Tennessee's program historically is that. They – get to the NCAA tournament. They very rarely make a run. Big Montana's argument is we got the facilities, we got the money. Yes, we do, but so does everybody else. Auburn's got money. Georgia's got money, even though they suck. Kentucky, LSU, Arkansas, they all got the same. We all got money. I mean, let's just face it. We all got donors with deep pockets. We got huge endowments. Mm-hmm. We've got practice facilities. We got big, big arenas. We all got that. We all got good coaches. It's just about matchups, finding the right, getting the right draw. Um, there's a lot of luck involved in this stuff, and I, I don't like the argument that, and it's not just Big Montana saying this. There's others say Rick Barnes lost the game. I don't like that. I don't like – I mean, coaches are responsible for their team, but I don't like that it makes it sound like Rick Barnes is out there playing and he gets his team in a position to win or a position they think to win. If they're not making shots, I mean, yes, he recruited that player, but that's not necessarily on him. I mean, it's it's always Rick Barnes did this, Rick Barnes did that, and we've talked about this before. I just – I wish we would look at it from more of a team aspect, like – Tennessee got out-rebounded the other day, mm-hmm. which we haven't. <laughs> we pounded Auburn on the boards, by the way. Oh, my gosh. It was the most rebounds we've ever had. And but, you know, it's, thing, it's things like that. You know, Tennessee goes out there and misses free throws. I'm, I'm not sure how that's the coach's fault. Right. You know, if, they, if they go 18 of 29 at the free throw line, how is that Rick Barnes' fault? Because they're a 74% shooting team. They shot below their average. Because they don't practice with the ball. Yeah, I got there you. There you go. I teed that one up for you. Yeah, nice. <laughs> I finally figured that one out. Well, um, we won't talk too much about uh, – We'll save it for next episode. We'll save it for next week because Big Montana will be here to preview the SEC tournament and other conference tournaments, talk about the NCAA tournament, and uh, we will get his thoughts and share his wisdom – with the masses. So we'll have a preview show next week about that. Uh, last couple things on the show this week, UT baseball, Gavin, did you follow any of that this past weekend? Uh, it's hard to keep following when they keep scoring every uh, five seconds. 
I think they've scored five or ten more times while we've been recording this. I think I scored once. You may have once. You may have. <laughs> I slipped um, the score in there. They scored. I'm trying to pull it up here so I don't mess this up. Friday night they won. This is against Iona from New York. They won 27 to one. Saturday they won 29 to nothing. And both teams agreed to play a shortened run ruled game on Sunday, and Tennessee won 12 to two. I would agree to do that as well. Um, why not play a shorter game if you're going to blow them out? 50, no 56 to one in two games. That's incredible. Um, you're playing the wrong sport, I believe. Yeah. Someone's so, playing the wrong sport. They beat ETSU four to one earlier this week on Tuesday, but some big competition is is picking up this weekend. Uh, they're heading to Houston, Texas, Minute Maid Park, home of the Cheating Astros, uh, the Shriners Hospital for Children College Classic. I guess that uh, thing will be empty for a while, won't it? Sounds like it. Um, number one, Texas on Friday. Baylor, I hardly knew her, on Saturday. Oklahoma on Sunday. So we'll see how the Vols do. They've played in this thing before. So we'll see how they do. Um, this weekend, some big games in the heart of Texas. Um, yeah, some big games. Uh, we already got off basketball, but Ziggler's family, uh, his mom. Yeah, they said last night, I hadn't heard this, that his mother's house uh, burned down over the weekend. Tennessee started a GoFundMe, and I think they already reached their goal as of this afternoon, which was, I think, around $200,000. So, it was $200,000 in like three hours. It was yeah, remarkable. Vol Nation stepped up big time, as we always do. Also, Ziggler is a crystal. He's NIL deal with crystal. Really? Uh, I hadn't heard that one. Yeah. Um, and it's, I know you're a big fan of crystal. Oh, huge fan. Um, it's, he says good things come in small packages, <laughs> and that is – Absolutely hilarious, and uh, it's perfect. It, it's do do you agree with that statement after your oh, yeah. after your crystals incident last week? Yeah, uh, yes, but I thought no, no. We're not you want to tell everybody about your crystals incident? No, we're we'll save that for next episode, maybe. Yeah, Big Montana will enjoy that one. So write that down. Make a note that we'll talk about Gavin's experience at Crystal. Um, I'm sure Big Montana's had similar experiences with Crystal and Taco Bell before. Yeah. Uh, that might be just a topic. We just talk about that. Yeah. Right dead center in the middle of the podcast. We I have a good have a- I have a good Crystal story from the 2005 Florida game at yes. Florida. Bookmark it. We'll come back to it middle of the podcast next week. Excellent, excellent. Uh, Gavin mentioned uh, Minute Maid Park being empty for a while. Major League Baseball and the Major League Baseball Players Association can't agree on a collective bargaining agreement. They've canceled the first two series of the year, so baseball will not start on time, which another – that sport continues. I love baseball. Those that know me know I love baseball. That sport continues to find new ways to just kill the game. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's uh becoming a lot easier to not even like 
read anything about baseball. I mean, it. I was I was watching MLB Network earlier tonight, and they brought up the fact that the minor league baseball season in 2020 was canceled mm-hmm. because of COVID. So some of those players lost a year there. And then, of course, minor league is going to play this year. But then you've got players this year that are on the 40-man roster that aren't going to spring training because they're not having a spring training. They're, just, they're killing the development of the game right now, not at the lower levels like high school, college. Even the minors will still play. They're not in the collective bargaining agreement, but they are uh, – Manford's the – he's awful. I, I can't stand it. He was up on uh, the podium yesterday giggling before they started. I mean, like, what is so funny? What is so funny? You, you're you're killing the game, dude. People don't like like you to begin with. You called the World Series trophy a couple years ago a, a piece of a hunk of metal. Um, what an idiot! What an absolute idiot! I can't stand the guy. I think he's all they, they. I wish they could fire him. The owners aren't going to, but he sucks. He absolutely he's he's the worst. I really think that someone like me who does not enjoy watching baseball would do a better job with that i would like allow steroids and uh they are they've stopped testing you can not know that you all on the pitcher's mound you can like take a second throw some in your mouth chew them up and then throw the throw the heater right next they need to do uh, like like that old school baseball game Uh, yes i know what you're talking about so they need to be like Eddie on uh, ma- the movie Major League. He's got Vaseline on his hat, snot yes. on his pants. He's got everything to to throw. He's, he throws like 70 miles an hour, but he throws all this junk that moves. We need to bring that back. They're banning – like they're looking at their hats when they walk off the field. They're making them take their pant- their belt and their pants off to look at them to make sure they don't have – did you see that guy last year? The first weekend they started doing that, he – took his belt off and just pulled his pants down and stood there and was like – the stadium was like – everybody was going nuts. And I think he got fined over it, but I thought it was a good message to send. Of course. Of course, fine him because you don't – you need more money. Yeah. Uh, I hate – I hate – I hate. Uh, baseball makes me want to go insane. And, and the bad thing, too, about uh, college baseball, it's not even televised. No, you can't find a game. Yeah, what are we doing? Why are we putting it on? Uh, I mean, you can watch it, but you got to pull up the app. You got to log in. You got to do. I thought this would be an incredible easy. time to for for MLB Network for all these other networks, and they're not hosting Major League Baseball games on their network to show college games. Yeah, it makes sense. You're recruiting to your own game. Show minor league it's games. Sense. It's literally common sense. <clears throat> Show you can minor turn league on TV and watch Paul Feinbaum until uh, the sun comes back up, but you can't turn on and watch a live baseball game. Yeah, I doing? saw that the other day. They there was baseball games on, and they had freaking Paul Feinbaum show on. Who cares? I I poison the trees, Paul. Okay, now now show us the baseball game. Yeah, exactly. Um, State of the Union was this week, Gavin. Did you watch any of Sleepy Joe, or did you? Uh, were you watching Paint Dry? I was watching Paint Dry. 
luckily. I, I caught some of it. I kind of phased out about halfway through. I couldn't keep up with what he was talking about. But I found some – He, I said it earlier, anytime he opens his mouth, it's a gaffe. So let's check oh, yeah. out these few gaffes from the State of the Union last night. I may circle Kiev with tanks, but I'll never gain the hearts and souls of the Iranian people. And a pound of Ukrainian people, the proud, proud people, because you can't build a wall high enough to keep out a, 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 a vaccine. There are more corporations incorporated in America than every other state in America combined. Cutting off Russia's largest banks in the international financial system. Preventing Russia's central bank from defending the Russian ruble. What? The Russian ruble? Nobody, a wall that prevents a vaccine from coming over it. <laughs> We're doomed. He said America has more corporations than any state in America. Yeah, you think? And he said Putin will have uh, something. He, he won't be able to do something to the Iranian people. He meant Ukrainian. Good grief. What this guy is such a joke. Such a joke. But that's what happens when you elect people like that. Elections have consequences. I've said it before. I'll keep saying it. That's what you get. And, you know, we've got – there's people out there that are worried about some of the stupidest stuff. We've got real-world problems going on. we got people out there that are worried about people's pronouns. They're worried about nicknames of sports teams. They're worried about climate change. Did you see John Kerry the other day? He was on TV, pretty much said he hopes Vladimir Putin observes and keeps going with the steps forward they made on climate change. Do you think that guy cares, gives two shits about climate change? <laughs> China, Russia, India does not care about climate change. And here we are. We're worried about climate change when people are getting bombed. Yeah. Main tweets. It shows what a joke this administration is. And I don't know if we're, I don't know if we're, I don't know if we're going to make it another three years, Gavin. (laughs) I really don't. Oh, help us. Yeah. All right. Tennessee at Arkansas this weekend. Gavin says they win. I'm saying they win. Hoping for a big home dub to finish the regular season. Maybe we get an SEC regular season championship out of it. We'll see. Uh, but if not, we're definitely a top four seed heading into the big dance. Got anything before we go, Gavin? Does Big Montana hate Rick Barnes more than I hate Philip Fulmer? I don't think I don't think Big Montana hates Rick Barnes. Does Rick Barnes or does Big Montana hate Rick Barnes in the month of March? More yes. than I hate Philip Fulmer. That is a better question. Yes, he's a doubter. Yes. Oh no! Uh, well, I don't know. You There's hate no Fulmer. saving him. You hate Fulmer pretty bad, so that's yeah. probably a no. Big Montana's a doubter. That's the problem. Like this team is really good, and I'm negative niece, and here I am. Like I'm as positive as they can be about this basketball program because they have all the tools to win it. I know we haven't done it before. But you gotta get you gotta get behind them and support them boys. Support them boys and give them the energy. Yeah. And don't worry about climate change. Yes. <laughs> don't worry about 
pronouns and all that. Worry about Tennessee winning the next game, and that's what I'm focused on right now. Yes. Uh, Tennessee making a run in March. We need it now more than ever. <laughs> I found Nice. If everybody was looking for him, I found Nice. Uh, he is talking about Tennessee sports and not Sleepy Joe. I know where he's at. He's here. <laughs> I have found him. And we had a lot of questions about the show last week and why we weren't recording. We just physically did not have the time, you and I, to sit down and do it. But uh, somebody asked Big Montana, he said, Nice always talks about Sleepy Joe and we need him now more than ever. Where is he? <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. I want to say, too, that Section YY8 has imposed sanctions against the Russian empire or whatever they're called, the Russian government. We have imposed sanctions of our own. Uh, Soviet Union, KGB, all of them. Yes, I have imposed sanctions. And I'm afraid they're hacking my computer every time I touch it. So Hopefully they don't hack us and, and destroy the show. They try to prevent me from logging on to tell you the facts. It's very sad. Well... We appreciate everybody listening. Hopefully more people listen to this than listened to the space I had on Twitter last night. We'll pray to God that anybody listens to this show, then that's more than last night. You Uh, had a show with all the Rick Barnes haters. I don't know any others. (laughs) I got to find them. You had them all on. It was marvelous. Uh, (laughs) Big Montana next week. Everybody get ready. Um, we will have a space sometime Saturday, so I'll I'll tweet about it. Everybody, stay tuned to Twitter. I'm not a huge fan of Twitter, but it's a great tool to get stuff out. You all been begging for a live show to call in. Here's your opportunity. We're delivering. Saturday, hopefully right after the game. If not, we'll do it Saturday night at some point. But stay tuned for that, and we'll have it on Saturday. But remember to follow us on Twitter, on Facebook at Section YY8. Whoopi Suey, uh, you can listen to this podcast pretty much everywhere except Spotify. I'm still working on that. Hopefully, we'll get that fixed soon so we can be on there with Joe Rogan. That's a fact. Yes. Um, but just Google us and you can find us. And we appreciate everybody listening. Whoopi Suey. Hopefully, we slaughter the hogs this weekend. Pick up oink, number- oink. <laughs> Gavin's out. I'm out. This has been the Section YY8 podcast. Once I had